welcome to Landscape Photography World, the podcast for everyone passionate about landscape photography. I'm Grant Swinburne and I'll be your host on this show, talking to landscape photographers about their motivations, likes and dislikes. Have you heard that the inaugural Landscape Photography World Awards is now open for entries? Head to landscapephotographyworldawards.com to find out all the details and how to enter. There's some amazing prizes to be won, and I'll be publishing a book and calendar with the top images from the competition, so plenty to look forward to. Entries close on November 30, 2022, so time is running out to get your entries sorted. I'd also like to thank the judges who have agreed to work with me and be a big part of the awards. Deb Clark, Victoria Hark, Kieran Stone and William Patino. I certainly couldn't make this competition a reality without their support. Originally from just outside New York City, Mike Pajoli came to see photography as a serious creative outlet when he moved to Chicago in 2015 and became enamoured by the beauty of the city's architecture. Photography became an opportunity to cultivate mindfulness, a way to see the world with a beginner's mind in both his personal and professional life. It wasn't until he began a clinical internship in Asheville, North Carolina, that he ventured into natural landscape photography. During his time there, Mike discovered a passion for capturing the layers of the Blue Ridge Mountains. He's since listened to the call of the mountains by deciding to settle in Asheville. We discuss his new book, Blue Ridge Dreaming, published by Trope Publishing Company, how he came to shift from architecture to natural landscapes, and much, much more. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, Mike. Welcome to Landscape Photography World. How are you going? Uh, I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, Good talking with you, Grant. Yeah, great to uh, see you and great to meet you kind of face-to-face. It's uh, across the world, which, uh, you know, is... Sometimes challenging, but, um, you know, so far the, the podcast, every episode I've done so far has been done via Zoom and uh, it work, works pretty well most of the time. Yeah, very nice. I, I realize that I'm not, I didn't um, ask where you're based out of. Yep, I'm in Sydney, Australia, and you're from? Uh, I'm in Asheville, North Carolina. Okay. So uh, how far from the uh, East Coast are you? Um, so I'm on the, uh, complete like Western corner, uh, of North Carolina. So it's actually, it's a long state. So it's about like seven to eight hours of a drive to the actual coast. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So talk to me a bit about why you got started in photography and what your sort of earliest formative, uh, steps into landscape photography were. Um, yeah, so actually, it, I kind of started in 2015. I was a teacher, elementary school teacher, and uh, in Chicago, and oh. I was taking the the L uh, for my commute every morning, every evening back home, and um, I've always loved architecture and. Um, just taking the L train was really like a, I always thought of it as a built-in, you get an architecture tour mm-hmm. uh, every morning and evening go, going through downtown. So uh, I literally would just start stepping out of the, the train stops uh, and just take my my iPhone out and just start taking pictures with my phone. Cool. And uh, then I realized there was a photography community kind of on Instagram Mm-hmm. started 
realizing like, wait a second, I'm, I'm not the only one who, who likes doing this, <laughs> um, who, who just sits by a train waiting for it to come by <laughs> yep. and, uh, just, yeah, start kind of going, going out with people, yep. meeting people. And, uh, that's kind of where it started. Nice. Nice. I guess one of the key things I like to ask is what is it that's actually motivating you creatively and, you know, what is it that you're, uh, you're chasing in your photography? Oh man, that's a great question. <laughs> um, it's interesting to think about that, to kind of actually like put it to words. Um, I think, gosh, I think one of the, the things that stuck out to me, especially like at first, just about photography and what I feel like I was chasing was really like harsh light just mm -hmm. like it was really cool and in the city like these slivers especially in um like the hour after sunrise the hour before sunset yeah it's really like warm harsh light uh kind of streaming through the buildings and um so it kind of started like that and i think it kind of turned into just other forms of light uh, i've always liked the orange uh the orange street lamps chicago's known for and mm -hmm. um, yep. kind of see that that grid the orange grid at night so kind of went to that um and yeah um so i guess yeah just light catching good light that that good warm light <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh I think I still am chasing it. I know I've kind of uh, moved to a completely different landscape, you know, just, just the mountain, the Blue Ridge Mountains um, in 2019, um, but still find myself chasing that light, the, that sunrise light kind of, instead of coming through um, the buildings, it's now coming through the mountains. Nice. Yeah. So I think it, that's, I'm, I'm sure there's, you know, there's, there's a ton of other things about photography. I think I could go to great lengths about, but <laughs> that, that, that inspire me. Um, but I think it's really been just that, that light, the, yeah, yeah. how the light kind of hits things and especially the warm light, like finding like just bursts of warm light. Yep. That's it. Great. So what prompted the move from Chicago to uh, where you are now, to Asheville? Um, also, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I said I was, I was teaching and then I, I pretty much realized teaching I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm, a, I'm pretty far into, you know, there's like ex extroverted and introverted Yep. I'm pretty far on the introverted scale mm -hmm. that pretty, pretty far down on that side. And just teaching was, you know, I, I loved working with, with kids and, and teaching and it was very rewarding, but it was just so draining. Yeah. I, I thought there's, there's gotta be a better way to, you know, to, to help people grow, I guess. Um, but, but do it in a way that doesn't leave me just feeling so depleted at the end of the day and end of yep. the week. So uh, applied to psychology programs, clinical psychology programs, and 
actually ended up in Cincinnati, Ohio, of all mm-hmm. places, for my uh, for my doctorate program. So that was about four years. So that was that was in between Chicago and, and Asheville. Right. And um, so Cincinnati was pretty cool. It, it was like this post-industrial kind of city in the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, right along the you know the the Ohio River and it was it was really a quite a cool cool city and I kind of caught it in the in the middle of it just um building up building back up yeah. anyway I ended up getting matched in at the Asheville VA hospital working with veterans for okay. my uh my clinical psychology internship it was like okay I'm I'm I guess I'm, I'm moving mountains. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it it just it was completely new. I've never been in such that rural of a place. I've never mm-hmm. lived in that rural of a place. Yep. I grew up outside of New York City, then moved to Chicago, then Cincinnati. So always cities. Big cities, yeah. yeah. Big cities, yeah. But um, yeah, it was that. That's what kind of prompted the move, and um, well, obviously I fell in love with it, and I'm still here. <laughs> Cool. Okay. So you're still working in the psychology field or are you now shifting more to your photography? Where are you, I guess, in your, in your work life balance with uh, photography and everything else? Yeah, that's, that's, I think a a good question is that that work life balance has always kind of been changing. It's been an interesting balance to strike. (laughs) Um, But so I still am, uh, well, I'm practicing psychology uh, as a clinical psychologist full time now. So I actually just got licensed um, last October. So not even a year. Right. Um, did the internship and then had to do like a fellowship year of training. Um, so, so yeah, uh, I s- sadly have kind of had to put more of my time and energy into just building my practice yep. up in psychology and kind of, you know, staying afloat. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's, that's been interesting, you know, being a student and a, an intern and like a fellow, um, it was kind of nice cause I, I had a bit more flexibility, a bit less responsibility. Yep. Um, and so I just would jump at any, opportunity to get out and, and shoot pretty much. So, um, yeah, so the past year, actually it's the, the least active I've been in terms of creating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely feel that <laughs> I, I definitely, my, I don't know, my, my soul feels that yep, it's like, yep. oh, you, you gotta, you gotta get back into it. Um, and I, I will, uh, I, I'm looking forward to it, but for for now, it's it has been a I have had to kind of put a little bit more of my focus into my my you know my practice. Sure, sure. That said, uh, you've got a book that you've uh, put together. Can, can you talk to me a little bit about how the the concept for that book came about, and uh, you know how did how did that formulate, and you know what are you doing, I guess, about getting that out there, and uh, you know where are you at in that stage? Is is it released? Is it still in the works? Yeah, so it's it's uh, coming out in October, so 
very soon. Um, uh, with the, that timing has been kind of intentional. Lots of it's, it's heavy on the fall, the autumn kind mm -hmm. of scenery. So, uh, just in time for, you know, first day of fall is tomorrow, which, uh, which I love. So very excited. So, so it's coming out soon. Um, and really kind of how it started was I had been actually working with trope, the, the publishing company. Yep. They, they, they've been doing some city series books. So they'll, they've, they, I, I think it's kind of a cool concept. They, they reach out to local photographers in like Chicago or New York say, Hey, we, we love your photos. Can we kind of put them into this book? So it's this yep. big collection. Um, that's shared amongst, you know, all these photographers with different, different visions, different eyes. So I had worked with them on their, I contributed a little to their Chicago book and then the New York city book. And then, uh, so I know, um, uh, Sam is, is, is one of the, the, the guys kind of leading the way there. And, mm -hmm. um, we, we have kind of gotten close and, um, I, I moved to Asheville and he, he was like, Mike, I, you're, you're posting these landscape pictures on Instagram. Like what's going on? <laughs> you're, we're, you're the, architecture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, where's the architecture? And I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just seeing, seeing where this goes. I'm just going to commit to mountains and the, the whole new kind of landscape photography. And he's like, okay, well, we'll, we'll see. And, you know, about a year later, he kind of just said, he, he came back and said, you know, Mike, you really, I, I didn't think you really had it in you. <laughs> you really stuck with this landscape thing. Um, I think we may have a book here. Um, what do you think? And, and so we just kind of tossed some ideas around and, um, and that's, it's, it's been like a kind of a, a work in progress the last couple of years, you know, yep. selecting the photos, um, things like that. And, uh, finally it's, it's, it's ready. It's ready to go. Fantastic. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. So how did the process of deciding to create the book shape, if any way, what you were doing in the field and with your processing, was there any, link between okay i'm going to do this book i need more content or were you just relying on existing stuff and you might have processed it differently um yeah so most of it had already been um pick, uh, captured so it's 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 pretty true to like it's pretty true to who i am and and mm -hmm. what i really love have come to love about shooting in in the the mountains so just, I guess, uh, kind of going back to a question you asked, you know, what, what inspires me? What am I chasing? In addition to light, you know, I, I found, I discovered the, the beauty of the, uh, the cloud inversion. <laughs> so mm -hmm. just these, these foggy layers, um, just kind of wrapping themselves around the, the layers of, you know, the mountains. Yep. Um, and then when you get some nice, warm sunrise light, sunset light kind of shining through, it's just like beautiful, perfect. So I kind of got into the habit of just chasing that sunrises, you know, every weekend, um, just would kind of 
drive up the Blue Ridge Parkway and find a new overlook to to shoot from and um, just gathered a, just a ton of like a, a big a big database, <laughs> I guess. Yep, yep. And uh, so there's already a kind of a lot to, to work with. Um, and then I do love, love autumn. So I, so I did, I did know when we were, when we, when we were really trying to get things together, um, even as, 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 um, far back as, yeah, last, last year, last summer, last fall, I didn't know. It's like, okay, I have this bucket list of shots and it, uh, it didn't affect how I shot or where I shot, but it did affect my motivation Right. To really like yep. be like I gotta get to this spot. Yep. I, I've been thinking about it, but I really gotta get it because I want it. I I gotta put it in the book. Sure. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's it's kind of like it 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 has shaped it kind of, but 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 not something that's been nice is you know I didn't do this for the book, so to speak. That yeah, right. Photos right. were there. The the book just kind of captures what what i love about photography here in in Asheville. yeah so talk to me a bit about Asheville and what it's actually like for those that don't know uh that part of the world obviously there's mountains i assume there's some forests and stuff talk to me about what it, what it what it's like what it's uh you know what what kind of trees you got what are you what are you actually shooting around that area oh uh, yeah so Asheville is this cool little it's been called the the portland of the south nice so it's it's pretty eclectic um a lot of a lot of hippies <laughs> yep yep um very very this progressive little kind of gem in in the south it's uh i think it's like maybe ninety thousand people okay population it's there's a when you kind of drive in there's a water tower and i'm graffitied onto it but it's not graffiti it's it's graffiti art it's very very yep. nice it says like something like stay weird or something Asheville, <laughs> stay weird which i think perfectly sums it up sums the vibe up right uh big art scene um a lot of like pottery that that kind of like earthenware kind of yeah sure really really talented painters and uh, a really nice art community so something i also really kind of gravitated towards nice. um it's also known as the beer capital of the u.s so it That's has a good the thing most, <laughs> always a good thing it has the most uh breweries per capita wow <laughs> in the country which is not a bad thing at all <laughs> Nothing wrong with a bit of craft beer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, it's a great place to just, uh, you know, on, on the weekend, you know, you to go on a hike, come back, go to a brewery. Uh, a lot of cool, like, food trucks, too, that go to the breweries. And um, let's see. There's the Pisgah National Forest, which mm -hmm. which I think is uh, really – it's I, I'd never heard of it. I mean – I'm going to be completely honest before I moved here, I could not have even told you wh where it was on the map. Right. So it's, it's been kind of a discovery kind of process for me. Um, and 
so the Pisgah National Forest is has really been a you know um, a kind of a, a surprise. You know, you hear of all these big national forests out west. Yep. But um, never really kind of realized there 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 are other national forests that are really cool, and also the um, Smoky Mount the, the Smoky Mountain National Park is just about like forty five minutes away. Right, right. So, so that's kind of a, a cool little little perk there. It's like so so close. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think Asheville is it's it's great for just outdoor activities, and a lot of bachelor bachelorette parties come here. Okay, too. So it's it's really a interesting um, mix of of people perspectives and. So something I really like about it. Sounds very cool. Um, sounds like it's also shaped uh, how you shoot to a certain degree. Um, and I'm always interested in that link between location and technique and not just technique, but also subject, uh, you know, because clearly if you're going to shoot, say, waterfalls, that denotes a certain technique if you're going to shoot in, you know, cloud inversions that's got techniques in itself you know so how do, how do you feel where you where you're living has shaped your style uh you know obviously vastly different to what you were doing with the, your architecture stuff uh in the city um so how talk to me a bit about how that uh, how, how that style has developed because of where you live mm -hmm. yeah so in the city like street photography, um, you know, I'd, I'd always kind of have a, uh, you know, a pretty fast shutter speed and just be like kind of clicking all over the place yep. as, you know, people are crossing the street, trains are passing by, trying to get that like perfect alignment. So it was actually pretty fast paced. I think one of the biggest things here is, you know, the mountains don't move, the, the waterfalls don't move. And so I've been bringing my, tripod a lot more yep um so that it's it's definitely been a definitely a change of pace which has been i kind of have to remind myself like okay mike bring your bring your tripod yep <laughs> um for the waterfalls and you know it's it's so so a little bit stepping out of that just okay you know it's just this handheld mentality i guess mm -hmm. shooting from the hip I guess you could say that, that approach. Yeah. Um, and it's, but it has opened, you know, it's, it's definitely opened me up to, you know, uh, you know, I've had to just different considerations for just, just learning. And I'm st I still am learning just, you know, tricks of getting a good waterfall shot. Um, having the patience to find that set up and then, be willing to um, like once you've got it set up just to like undo everything just to shift it a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah I, and, and I, so still am wanting to, you know, continue growing. Like I know there's a lot of astrophotography opportunities here and I haven't even gotten into that. So yeah, yeah. it's a whole new, new world, but um 
you know, looking forward to at some point getting into it. Fantastic. So when did photography start to feel like you were creating art as opposed to recording what just, you know, recording what you saw? Mm, gosh, that's, it's hard. That's hard to say, but. Um, For some people it's a, it's kind of a hard click. For others, it's more of a, a gradual process and they, they realize all of a sudden, oh, I'm actually producing art. <laughs> uh-huh. I, to be honest, I think, um, I don't know, but I, sometimes I, I, I even have a hard time calling my my work uh, art, which I okay. guess is is um, maybe my own like self confidence. But I'd say like the time that maybe the the moment I felt like I was creating something unique and and more I felt like really represented like what I wanted to depict. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. I, I'd say you know maybe just several years ago, I, I kind of developed my own editing style. And so uh, really kind of had been playing around with like, uh, how I edited in Lightroom. Yep. And started to really find this try to find this balance in my photos between like these darker blue tone kind of tones with these more like warm bursts of orange. Yep. Yep. Um, so I think I started, I guess you could say when I started to hear back from people, uh, they would say comments like, um, Mike, I knew that was your photo, like before I even saw your name attached to it. Yep. Um, which, which was a pretty kind of cool feeling like, okay, that's feeling like, you know, I, there is this sense of a, like a signature that you kind of put on. Yeah. Without yeah. the without the watermark. <laughs> so I guess yeah, I guess that would that would be that would be it. Yeah. Are you going into the field with a concept in mind or are you reacting to the landscape? Um, you know, because some some people are more considered uh shooters of uh I, I guess what they just what they're presented in front of them uh whilst others are going in there and there's you know sometimes months of planning going into into a shoot before they actually turn up and 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 do something so what kind of shooter are you are you a a planner or a more spontaneous type i'd say somewhere in the middle uh i have you know tried to well when i first started out it was just pretty spontaneous like just go out roam the streets of chicago and yep um see what happens, see what I get. Um, and it was kind of similar here in, in Asheville, just, just kind of use it as an opportunity to explore. Like, I think that's one of the things I love about photography is you can kind of take it anywhere you go. And it's, it's a great way to just explore your surroundings, go to places I may never have gone before. Mm-hmm. So in the past, um, maybe the past year as I've started to exhaust my like favorite go-to spontaneous spots, I have been making more lists, uh, doing more research, like looking up, you know, there's this, uh, I, I found like the site, uh, I think it's mountain 
mountainforecast.com is yep, okay. really good, uh, really good weather predictions for those higher peaks. Yep. Um, so starting to kind of rely more on that and then certain apps to, to just, you know, see, okay, what angle is the, the light going to be coming in? Um, and then, you know, Google earth and yeah. So, so I, I have been doing more research, um, as of late and trying to just be more intentional just overall. Sure. Sure. Um, I, I think just coming to appreciate, you know, how much you could put into a single image. Mm. It's, it's, it's almost like so much can, can be put into it and like it can be easy to just overlook how much planning goes into one photo. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's, I, I really am coming to appreciate that. So I'd say like, yeah, to answer your question, it's kind of been a gradual lean towards being more and more planful. Yep. yep. Um, I, but I like to keep a little bit of spontaneity in there too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the light changes and you, you look to your left or your right and you go, Oh, that's, that's the shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Despite the fact that you came there to shoot something that, you know, was, you know, that you'd lined up and you were set to shoot. Yeah. Yeah, it, exactly. Sometimes you really never know until you're there. A question that I've been asked to, to ask uh, photographers is how do you feel when you're out in the field shooting? Hmm. So yeah, that I, I think I really feel like truly like it's one of the, the few times I really feel like at peace mm. to be perfectly honest. It's like, uh, you know, people talk about that sense of flow, like a flow state where you're yep. completely one with the, whatever you're doing, whether it's like cooking or drumming or yep. you know, shooting. So that's, yeah, I, the I process takes over. Yeah, exactly. And really feeling like I'm like, I'm in it, I'm immersed in it. And, um, so I'd say, yeah, that, that sense of peace, it's, it's very kind of mindful kind of, uh, kind of time and just a very, well, actually, now that I think about it, I was going to say it's very calm, but there are some times where, you know, I'm the light of the sunset is just, you know, it's minutes away from going mm -hmm. down and, and it just like all of a sudden just like looks amazing. And I know in the back of my head, I have, you know, three minutes before it goes down and I have yeah. to try to get as much as I can in. Mm. So sometimes it's calming, like, especially on sunrise, like a sunrise, but other times it can be like, I'll notice like my heart is pounding. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but I think it just goes to that. Like, it just feels like I'm immersed in, in, in it. Yeah, no, I, I, I know exactly what you mean. There's, uh, there's been a few times where I've, uh, noticed the light change and the, this, the subject has actually changed because of that. And I've gone, I don't have enough time to change lenses and I really should yeah. change lenses. <laughs> what yeah. do I do? Do I? Don't, don't I? Right. Yeah. It's like these split. The, the panic sets, sets in there. <laughs> the 
that's there's a there's a good word panic yeah in the best way <laughs> how do you feel i guess when when you're in that uh that state and you you realize okay well i'm i'm not quite set up the way that i should be uh, you know and that panic grips you are you uh, uh okay deep breath take the plunge and, and make the change or do you just go with what you got and hope for the best oh man i'd say it i'd say it really depends um there have there have been times where um yeah i've like had my setup uh on one side of like a mountain <laughs> and i just have to take i take i literally take it off and i leave my stuff a tripod and i like run to the other side um and i it is helpful that my my like the lens i use is i think it's a 25 to 70 yep uh so it so having a lot that, of flexibility like, yeah yeah i so i can't tell you how much i love that lens just for the flexibility um so thankfully that kind of has saved me from some of those um those instances but if if i if i feel like i haven't gotten the shot actually i, I don't think i've gotten to that point I, I think i really try to keep myself open yeah i don't think i've ever left like a you know gotten in my car to go home and 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 said like man i had this sense of regret because i think yeah um i think i've put like i think that's one of the beauties of photography is is like finding the beauty where you can yeah making the most of it and uh yeah so i think um yeah it's, it's kind of like the the mindset i think i've noticed i've kind of taken in yeah yeah how do you sorry how do you define success in your photography Ooh, that's a good question i think i'm very mindful of of that because i know it's not and this has actually been a struggle of mine which is you know people have asked you know mike uh have you thought about doing photography full-time um and just just kind of going going off of that making that mm. if that's really your passion then why not and um i have i have been a little nervous about that because if i attach any monetary expectation to it uh i i get i get nervous about what what would happen yeah. um to to that so so for me it's it's i, I guess my for me and I say that because I know it's it's that's a different approach for for maybe other photographers and, and other or other creators in in, um, in different situations who are doing it full time. But for for me, I think it's it's uh, it's I think I made it like a pact with myself, like I will not take pictures of of things that I don't really feel something for. Mm -hmm. So knowing that you know it it was a moment where i really felt connected to and yep. you know i kind of put myself in the the process and the editing um and it, i mean it is nice to share it with others mm, and, absolutely uh, and uh to you know for them to give 
give positive feedback, but really I think the success has been being true to my own vision. Mm. And mm. I, I, I don't, I don't know if I could put a price on like doing anything otherwise. Sure. Do you have a favorite spot that just keeps calling you back? Is there somewhere that either, and it could be you haven't nailed it or you feel you haven't nailed it, or it's just so good and repeatedly so good that you've just got to keep going back. Mm -hmm. I'd say there's this, there's this overlook on the Blue Ridge Parkway. It's called Mm -hmm. looking glass rock overlook. And it's, it overlooks this rock called looking glass rock. (laughs) And it's, it's kind of cool because it, it, it's not quite the same. So the history of it is it's this old, um, like, I guess, you know, million or billion year old, like, uh, remnant of this underwater volcanic eruption. Sure. And, um, because of it's, it's called a, uh, Pluton or Pluton or I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's harder than the the other sediment kind of around it that what, yep. what, what the other mountain ranges around it are built out of and so yep. um there's this big dome looking rock it actually looks like a beached whale and then around it is just this like it, it kind of flattens out so you can kind of yeah. see you know millions of years of of erosion have whittled these mountain tops around it down Yep. But this rock has stayed there. Yep. I don't know why. I don't know maybe if I should have been a geologist, but I think that's so cool. <laughs> mm. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. The way the light hits it in the morning and, and then when you get like fog kind of around it. Yep. And so something about it, I, I just think is it's like you're, you're viewing this like ancient history mm. um, and it's so unique. So I, I go back to that and I still am trying to chase like the perfect cloud inversion formation around it. I still haven't gotten it. I've seen pictures, so I know it's possible, but I think that's, that's what kind of keeps just me got to wait for the right conditions. Yeah. So what about uh, your most memorable experience that you've had out shooting? Um, most memorable. It could be good or bad. <laughs> The bads are sometimes oh, more interesting. <laughs> that's true. I can definitely say a not so great one. Um, before I found out about mountainforecast.com, I uh, went up to, um, so there's there's really cool place. Actually, maybe that would have been my second choice of places I go back to. Mm-hmm. It's called Linville Gorge. Its nickname is the Grand Canyon of the South. Okay. So it's, it's this really cool kind of like gorge. Um, and you can, you can hike up different, different edges of it. So I, I went and, um, saw this cool cloud formation at the distance. Thought, oh, that's cool. I'm going to take some pictures of that. And it kept coming closer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait a second, that is, that's not so cool anymore. So it was like this, it was basically a big storm cloud and I was yep. exposed on the top of this like peak and then um, started to see some lightning and I knew I made a big mistake. So I um, found this rock 
formation to like crawl under mm-hmm. this mini cave and just hung out there and it just it this i thought it was just gonna blow over this was two summers ago which and there's a lot of thunderstorms so yeah. learned a lot from since then but it it literally poured and was lightning and thundering for like almost a straight hour i i didn't even think like thunderstorms could could last that long um yeah. up there but yeah so i was i was soaked but um you know felt grateful i was safe and uh i learned some important lessons from that <laughs> <laughs> well that that's another question i guess what have what have you learned through the practice of photography what's that taught you about the world oh gosh i'd say so a lot of things um you know photography for me has been a great way to practice mindfulness and and i bring a lot of mindfulness into my own like clinical work with with my my clients so it's it's been a really great way for me to kind of practice what i preach and really 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 be present with with myself and with what's around me yep um like be be mindful of the judgments my mind makes like oh that's not good enough that's you know comparing myself with others and um yeah just just kind of observing those as thoughts <laughs> yep. that i don't have to buy into necessarily um i can choose you know if i want to buy into them or not if they're helpful for me or not yep yep so that's been actually you know for me a just it's it's been a great way for me to just kind of practice mindfulness the very thing i kind of help others practice so mm, mm. i say there's that and then um also just the i've learned that there are lots of really cool photographers out there and it's it's really awesome to to just know that that, that there are people who who share the same hobby the same love for just capturing what they think is beautiful yeah yeah um, and so so that's that's something that's been you know I've, I've gotten to meet so many photographers and they're just like they're awesome photographers and they're even more awesome people yeah um, so that there's this there's this community it feels like there's this like wherever you go there's like this photography community that is just so inviting um and like willing to just just shoot around with you if you want so yeah. Yeah. that's going from living in you know growing up in new york city i've seen it there chicago cincinnati now Asheville. so sure. that's that's been really cool uh to to learn about too hmm. I guess I want to touch a little bit on that uh, link between your, your psychology work and photography and that mindful mindfulness uh, that you mentioned. Um, is it something that you recommend to uh, some of your clients or is it something that you, you know, uh, have just used personally for, for your own mindfulness? Yeah, it's, it's something um, I'll, I'll kind of, I, I have recommended it few times and I you know a dream of mine actually is you know as I'm building my practice once once I feel like I'm 
in a stable place, I would, a, a dream of mine has been to host, um, like mindful photography mm-hmm. groups and, um, classes and aimed at that very thing. So that, that's something that, you know, I definitely see down, down the pipeline because I, I think it is so ripe for, for just teaching the practice of mindfulness. Mm. I think there are just so many parallels to, you know, just, just going out and just, just kind of being open to whatever the scene in front of you kind of has. Yeah. Yeah. Even practicing like, um, like this, that I always think it's interesting, the difference between seeing what's in front of you versus mm-hmm. like looking for the photo. So yep. instead of that, like trying to put your own expectations on the photo, I've, it's a prep. I'll try to practice like letting the photo find me, for example. Yeah. Um, I think there are some good parallels to, to life there with, you know, when someone's dealing with something really difficult, just having trouble maybe accepting a stressful change in their mm. life. So I think that, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, there's, there's so many parallels there and it is a dream of mine to, to do mindful photography classes. Yeah. Fantastic. I think that'd be a, a wonderful, uh, thing to, to see happen. Um, I was talking, uh, last week to Sapna Reddy. She's, uh, also a physi- physician. And one of the things oh, that cool. she's doing is, uh, working with, uh, hospitals and clinics and so forth in putting, uh, relaxing art and relaxing photography into some of those in, into the decor of some of those uh, uh, buildings and whatever to um, you know help people that are having a stressful time uh, deal with that stress. <clears throat> Pardon me. And I think one of the things that the is kind of undervalued and probably social media doesn't necessarily help this is the potential therapeutic value of photography. Have you ever looked into any of that? Yeah. Um, it is, that is interesting. Uh, I haven't really looked into this, but something that I've found to be nice about the veteran uh, VA, so the veterans hospital system here, I've worked at the one in Cincinnati and Asheville and, um, Salem, Virginia, and they all have tons of big photography, big photographs, uh, yep. And they keep it pretty local. So I think that's something I, I really appreciate. Um, I think it has, it's, it's a huge part. And a big part of my practice is, 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 you know, I have a focus on health psychology and, and yep. the connection of mind and body and, um, you know, being connected, feeling connected with, with beauty or just, just with nature. I mean, that, that gives so many people just even the the sense of yeah connectedness motivation to to take care of themselves even mm, and, mm. um i mean it, beyond just just mood boosting it i think it, it runs even even deeper so it, down to like just our core sense of meaning you know yep. so i think just art the just from the hanging of pictures to even offering, you know, art classes in hospitals, that actually would, would 
yeah, that, that'd be something that I would, I would love to do, you know, on the, the psychology side and yeah, yeah. Um, being able to work with, with, with patients who, you know, going through yeah, maybe a, a really difficult medical um, diagnosis, you know, coping with cancer or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it can be so, so powerful. Definitely. I want to talk a little bit about the, the the process now. What's your planning process like for going out on a shoot? Are you, you know, spending weeks, months, hours, minutes? <laughs> what 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 does planning look like for Mike? Oh man. Uh, sometimes it's the night before. I I have a I have this list. I just have a list. I'll see a maybe I'll see a you know another friend will say, Oh, I was at this place or, mm-hmm. or I try to stay, you know, I haven't been posting as much or, or creating as much, but I still try to stay in touch with like the community on Instagram and, and even on Facebook. So, um, you know, I'll see someone post a photo and the, the spot looks cool. So I just add it to my list of places to go. Yep. Um, I'll look at the map. So I, I have like my, on Google Maps, my map is like completely covered with stars, <laughs> places I've saved. So sometimes I'll I'll pick a spot. I'm like, okay, this this you know, this is good this time of year. Um, and then I'll be able to see like, oh, I starred this, which is like 15 minutes away. So mm-hmm. I'll go there. You know, I can kind of bundle these these places together. Um, this uh i i'd say like the planning would be maybe not months in advance but maybe a so so for example for for autumn yeah um i'm really i've i've got my i've got my document all filled up i've got the dates of like where i want to go yeah and um slowly but surely kind of narrowing down like okay, I want to mix it up with going to some of my favorite spots. I know some new spots that I've never been to, but no are beautiful. Mm. Um, so I'd say I've been working on that for the past month, just getting ready for, for once the, the leaves start to change. Um, so, so yeah, if it's summer, uh, I struggle with editing greens, <laughs> Like the green <laughs> colors, they don't fit my color palette as well. So yep. usually I'll go out. If I go out, then it's just a more spontaneous. Like, I, like I need to get out of the house. I need to just go up and shoot. But when it comes to like the fall, uh, yeah, maybe I've been planning for maybe like a little over a month ahead of time. Yeah, right. right. What, what's going to happen each weekend? Yeah. Uh, aligning it with the, where the colors change and that elevation, whether it's going to be sunrise or sunset, um, those types of things. Yeah. So you've arrived on uh, on site and you've sort of decided, okay, well, that, this is the, the place that I want to shoot. Are you straight into what your, what your concept was and, you know, you aim for that or are you more contemplative looking around and, you know, potentially looking for other things before you uh, go and hit the, 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 the high note you were looking for? I'd say, um, I guess I do have a, like, a, I'd say I have like a set of criteria that I'm looking for, for a spot. Yep. 
usually it'll be some kind of clearing with a good, good kind of overlook. That's usually it's, it's going to be facing. I usually go at sunset or sunrise, so it's yep. going to be facing one of those. And, um, if, um, if I haven't been there before, what I'll honestly, what I'll try to do is, is maybe do like a day hike there mm -hmm. just kind of for fun, just to s scout things out a bit. Um, but when it comes to like, especially sunrise, cause you know, you have to wake up so, so dang early. Yep. I'm just like, all right, just gotta wake up, drive there and, and try to have like, you know, this is how long it'll take to hike. And this is where I want to go. And once the sun comes up, I'm going to start, um, you know, kind of shooting or, or, or before, but, but once, once there's that like kind of peak peak light. Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, with sunset might be a little bit different. I, I feel like I have a bit more time sometimes and we'll just kind of mosey around and take more liberties to, to just, yeah. yeah. Look at you do angles. do you do much scouting of uh locations before you uh hit them up uh, you know so i mean obviously there's some places where you go and it could be a bit sketchy walking in there for example uh mm -hmm. you don't really want to do that for the first time at night because yeah <laughs> yeah especially in the dark yeah yeah um yeah it, it like you said it, it, it i think it depends but for the most part I love hiking and, um, you know, my, my partner and I love hiking and, um, our, our dog loves just being active. So, um, if there's a spot, I'll maybe selfishly say, Hey, let's go to this spot and hike <laughs> and just see what it's like. She knows what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, she's caught on pretty quick, but, um, usually it, you know, it, it's nice because it it makes for a nice reward at the end of the hike. You get a nice view. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of like the the, the process, the balance that uh, I've gotten into. I kind of will try to hike it first in the daytime with people. Yep. <laughs> and just make sure it's not super sketchy or yeah, yeah. You know, or bridges down or you know something very dangerous. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> do you prefer photographing alone or with other people that's that's kind of always been a little tricky i feel like like mm. um it's always hard think, to coordinate some you know so, someone else's schedule with your own and uh and, and where and what you want to shoot yes exactly yeah so i feel like there's pros and cons i, I think if i'm if I'm really being honest with myself, you know, I mentioned them. If, if I'm being honest with myself, I'm pretty introverted. And yep. so that, you know, it's there, there's, there's definitely something I really love about just kind of shooting by myself, just kind of just, yeah, like you said, it not as tied to like someone else's schedule or, mm -hmm. you know, what they want to shoot. I think it helps to be more spontaneous too, because sometimes I'll have a plan and I'll see a good spot on the way and just pull over and yeah. completely change the plan. And, um, so, and, but at the same time, you know, I really enjoy, and that's, that's one of the things that got me into photography is, is just sharing that process with others. So mm. I think it's, 
I think it's finding a balance. Like I wouldn't want to do it alone all the time, but I do value it uh, yeah, sure. by myself, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes, makes total sense. What about when you get home? You uh, straight into editing or are you leaving it uh, on, on the card for a while and let it, uh, let it ferment for a bit before you, you get into it? So the past year, past year or so, uh, I've, it's almost like I've had to choose, like going out and shooting and then, you know, there's only so much time to do that versus taking that time to sift through the pictures, pick yep. the right one, edit it. Um, and I've really chosen almost every time I've chosen to go out just because I, I really sure. value being out there. And uh, honestly, I've, most of my practice right now is is therapy over Zoom. <laughs> so I've, I stare at the screen pretty much all day. Mm -hmm. And um, last thing you want to do is dive into processing at the end, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So, so I I will say the past year I, I've I've gone out you know a handful of times and I I you know it's still sitting on the external hard drive. Um, I'll go through it occasionally and flag a few things I like, but yeah, sure. um, you know, so, so I get home. The first thing I do is upload them because I might forget or lose the card yeah, or back up. Gotta keep it safe. <laughs> at least <laughs> you never know with, with me. Um, so at least, at least I know it's safe. And then maybe, um, before I started, before I started practicing, it would be like, I'd be so excited. And I still am. I'd be so excited. I'd get home and, and, and upload them. And, you know, just, I couldn't wait to, to start kind of sifting through and, and editing a few. And, um, so, so it has, it's, it's changed, which I think is, it's okay. It's just how, how things are, but it has been a little different lately. Mm. Do you print much of your work? Uh, not really. I I just started offering prints through with Trope, the the, sure. the publisher that's doing the book. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of select, kind of curated just a, a handful. We called it like the Blue Ridge Collection. Yep. Um, so those are available just as of the past year or so. Um, and and. Yeah, I, you know, I've I've seen them and you know printed out and really big and it's it's quite satisfying actually. Mm, definitely. But, uh, before then, I was just doing like a little smug mug website and sure, sure. Um, so like some smaller prints as people demanded or as people requested, but um, yeah, not since recently and. Um, something yeah something to kind of think about it you know i'm i haven't seen the book itself you know in person so i'm really excited to see what that collection looks like just on mm. paper um all all together yeah, so, yeah. Very satisfying I, mean, it, I i think it has a very different feel to looking at it on a, on a screen you know that that physical tangible print is uh you know particularly when it's in in a high quality book there's I, I don't think there's anything better yeah 
yeah, that, that, that tangible, like you can actually like touch it. It feels, yeah, it feels real. Yeah. 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 Have you ever hit a creative wall? And uh, if so, how did you handle it? Mm, I've definitely <laughs> to, to the short answer. Definitely. I think I hit them. I could say like when I moved from Chicago to Cincinnati, mm-hmm. I think I hit one just cause I was still trying to figure out what, you know, what, what, what the city was about and yep. um, kind of just gave myself some time. And yeah, I think it is a, it's a weird place to be in. So I like, you find yourself, you know, I, I find myself like, going through old pictures, maybe out of nostalgia and posting those or re-editing them. <laughs> um, and then I think I, I think I hit one when I came to Asheville too. I mean, wasn't really sure. Okay. Like what, how does, what's my vision here? Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. What, what am I, what am I looking for here? This is completely, completely different landscape, completely different scene. And I, um, yeah, to, to, to be perfectly honest, I, I feel like I'm, I'm still not sure, you know, where, where I'm at. Um, maybe it's just because of the, you know, again, I hate to say it, but just having to have put so much of my time into my clinical work, um, I'm not sure if I've, I've really let my, but I'll say this. I, I feel like there may still be some developments like art, uh, creatively yep. that could, could happen, um, in my photography in Asheville that I, I would just, I, I think I just need to give myself a bit more time just out, out there shooting yeah. Yeah. to discover what that might be like. Um, I guess I wonder if that's kind of like part of the process for maybe if that never changed that, that idea never stops, like you never fully feel like you're there, but, um, yeah, I th- to be honest, I think if, if you, uh, have got to a point where you don't see growth, you kind of got to the end of your photography career as far as <laughs> I can see because yeah, it's well kind of like, okay, where do I go from here? I, I, yeah, I can't yeah, do any, <laughs> anything better or, or you know, so forth, you know. But I, I, yeah. I haven't met a photographer that's felt that way yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess that's a good, a really good point. Like, you know, to what extent is a, like a, you know, a creative rut so to speak to what extent is that being stuck or or actually like an opportunity to to maybe grow or shift things up a bit so um yeah i so so i'd say like definitely felt like i almost hit a wall when i moved to different places yeah trying yeah. to trying to figure out like what okay what now um but I think just kind of sticking with it and being open to to the area, I think is, is kind of what helps. Yeah, definitely, definitely. What do you see as the biggest challenge facing photographers at the moment? Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, a lot. I'd say there's. 
gosh, there's a lot, I'd say. I know, like, I, I think the photography community has, um, for a while, really found a lot of connection and growth and opportunity on Instagram. But, you know, with, with Instagram trying to be TikTok <laughs> and Reels, it's putting... Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I hear a lot of photographers are, are quite unhappy. And, um, you know, there's a lot have gone to Twitter and this, this new app, Barrow, I think it's called. Yep. Um, but I think a lot are photographers are struggling to figure out, like, what platform do we belong? Like, what, what's our home base? Mm, mm. Um, so I've been seeing a lot of that lately. Uh, I think it's kind of confusing. Um, I think um, NFTs I've seen a lot more of, and that's been really fascinating. And it's interesting because that's almost kind of like polarized the photography community in a sense. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, one camp that is is really like all for it, and the other camp is, you know, really, well, saying some not nice things or or (laughs) basically calling it a fad or money grab things like that. So. But I, 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 I got to say, I, I don't think that's anything new. I mean, when uh, photography first started, you know, a lot of the the uh, painters and whatever said, "Ah, it's a fad; it'll disappear," you know. And uh-huh. everyone's, you know, <laughs> everyone was telling stories about, "Oh, it's the end end of art as we know it," and all the rest of that sort of thing. But it it hasn't been. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. You're, yeah, you're you're right. I think it's just. A different set of yeah. maybe obstacles, but same same story in a sense. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think history repeats a lot. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. people forget For and, sure. and don't learn those lessons. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Um, so it's it's interesting, yeah how how it is, yeah yeah it's repeating itself now and. Mm. Um, Interesting to, to to think about, like where where things will go. Well, talking about where where, where do you see the future of photography? Oh man, um, gosh, I that's a great question. I, I you know honestly, I I really don't know. I, I think um, yeah, I think the NFT movement is really exciting. Hmm. For example, I think it's a whole new way for creators, including photographers, to to get their work and, and have it, you know, valued in a, in a whole new um, traceable way. Yep. And um, I, I do think there's, there's absolutely something there. I don't know if it's going to look like the way it looks now, but um, you know, I, I think there's definitely value to, to that. Um, gosh, I, you know, there a lot of people in Asheville, uh, Asheville is like a, I mentioned it's a bachelor, bachelorette party um, destination. Sure. It's also a big wedding destination. So I know like this area is, is inundated with, with wedding photographers. And I can imagine that. Uh, yeah. So I think there, I think like that, I think that's safe, that there's always going to be a home and a need um, for that. But I think, yeah, I, I think the future is going to include NFTs. I don't know to to what extent, 
I don't think anything can replace the the value of a print though. Mm. I'll, that being said, so um, I guess we'll, I don't know, stay tuned. We could maybe uh, touch base in, in a year or two. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. Sounds good. What's the best thing about being a photographer? Oh, the best thing about being a photographer. I think for, for me, um, I mean, I gotta say, I think it's just the, the actual process, the actual experience of picking a, picking a location, yeah. um, going there, experiencing it, kind of putting your own composition, putting kind of your own eye onto the scene, capturing it. And then, um, so, so I'd say there it's, it's that part, but, and then also being able to like share a moment with someone. Yep. Like, like I was here, I saw this, it was beautiful. Um, let me share this with you. So sure. I think that, I think that's the coolest thing. Um, the, to be honest, it was just at its most basic. Like, yeah, definitely. Important. Definitely. What about the worst thing? The worst thing. Uh, it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Expensive, uh, gear breaks. Uh, crack a lens, um, the getting kind of like, you know, having grand plans, you know, that when everything, all, when all the stars seem to align, um, mm. you know, I, like, um, there've been times where, you know, I'll wake up really early and, you know, this, when I was in New York city, like get up, take the train gonna go across town and get to the spot right before the sun rises and every everything was looking great and then it's just completely like this thick gray cloud cover that is you're like if this is not going anywhere which is yep. completely there is no color that's <laughs> gray <laughs> no color to be found yeah. Yeah. yeah so i think those risks you i mean you take those risks when you yep. commit to going out and you have hopes and really never know, but, um, I guess that's the thrill of it too. But, um, yeah, Definitely. so I'd say it's expensive. Um, sometimes you, yeah, you, you put a lot into one photo, you can drive hours back and forth to one place and, um, uh, that's it. You know, you put all that in, into just one, there's a lot riding on that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. What do you like to do when you're not out shooting? Uh, I love hiking. Love just um, spending time with uh, the dog and two cats. Yep. Love brewery hopping. There, it seems like there's a, a new brewery here like every weekend. So nice. Uh, trying, trying a new place. Uh, so that's pretty fun. Um, I'd say, yeah. I I don't know how it sounds, but. To say like my hobby is literally drinking beer but i guess i that's what i'm saying <laughs> i i partake in that hobby craft beer. <laughs> that that and wine but uh, yeah. yeah yeah so who are the photographers that are catching your eye at the moment that uh you think i should be talking to um oh gosh yeah there are a ton that I like really admire and I don't, I'm not even going to be able to do, do it justice. Um, yeah. Just two or three is more than enough. 
There were three. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's interesting. I met, a, I did kind of um, step into the NFT space uh, a bit last year and met a whole new kind of community of photographers. Mm. It was really cool. Very, everyone was so supportive. Um, you know, I uh, really had to kind of step away because I was like, it can kind of really suck you in. And, and I was like con- conflicted between that and getting my career in psychology started and yep, not the best timing, but um, I, th- I think I, I, I have no regrets, but it was really cool to, to be a part of that community. So I'd say um, there's, I think it's, it's, his name is Declan, um, Declan something Declan though. I don't think anyone has a similar kind of handle that, to that, but yep. um, he, he's just very passionate about just photography and, and the NFT space. He's been very, very kind, very caring. I think just exemplifies like a lot of what you'd want in a, you know, photographer and kind of ahead, you know, just kind of at the forefront of a movement. Yep. Um, Brian Miniar, Miniar, mm-hmm. oh, yep. I feel so bad. I'm butchering these names, but I love his, he's a really cool guy. I haven't met him in person, but we've, we've talked, uh, we've, we connected over NFTs and we have a very, we have a, I think we have a similar eye in terms of editing style. So we've really connected there and he seems like just a really down to earth, down to earth guy. Mm. Um, I've always admired, uh, Ravi, Raviora, Rav, Rav, something I'm so bad with names, but he, <laughs> his, his work has always like from the very beginning when I started photography, I've always admired just how clean and um, like just, just kind of I I don't know the right word, just very, his, the color palette he uses and just the, the compositions and the lines are so crisp. It's just so good. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Um, And I, I don't know his name on instagram it's with luke um he he is some really i love his color palette too i'm a yeah, sucker seeing, for seeing some of his work yeah yeah a good consistent color palette uh really really i really am drawn to so yeah, i think he does yeah. like such a good job of that something i've really admired so mm. um i'd say any of those uh would be awesome to talk to fantastic thank you very much Mm-hmm. Um, I've got one more question for you uh, today, Mike, and uh, for some that listen, it's the most important one that I ask each week. Mm-hmm. Do you like pineapple on pizza? <laughs> oh, man, I can appreciate it. <laughs> I can appreciate the idea of it. Um, I have had it and... You know, I didn't hate it. Okay. I'll be honest, I didn't love it. I, like, I, I wouldn't go back but not, to it. Not not a hard no. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a, it's a, yeah. A, a Which surprises no. me for someone with an Italian surname. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. I think, I, I think whatever, whatever Italian genes I, I got, uh, just like the, the, the meat, the, the pepperoni, <laughs> the sausage, you know, the yeah. more meat I could pile on a pizza. Um, but my brother swears by it. So okay. he must've gotten, there must've been some 
genetic switcheroo or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me today, Mike. It's been wonderful getting to know you. Uh, where can people find your work and, more importantly, your book when it comes out? Yeah, so I think right now um, the best way to get to me is on Instagram. Uh, my uh, handle is MP the Comeback Kid with one K because two okay. Ks exceeded the character limit. So MP <laughs> the Comeback Kid, and uh, on my bio I have a, a link that um, just has all all my links in one place, and uh, the top. The, the first link on there will be the link to the book, uh, which, yeah, I'm really excited about. Fantastic. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Grant, for everything. Ah, Thanks pleasure. for your time. Absolute pleasure. Thanks again for listening to Landscape Photography World. I hope you enjoyed the show and keep listening because I'll be joined by some great guests in upcoming episodes. You can find my work in this podcast at grantswinburnphotography.com. I'm also on Vero. Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm Grant Swinburne. Hope to see you out shooting soon.